You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. We live. Okay, what's it going to be, folks? Are we going to be cracking open a Brandon Miller light? Oh, man. Or in honor of 77% of the fan base that wants it to be Scoot Henderson at number two, <laughs> are we going to pop the bubbly? We're going to find out here in just a few minutes. ESPN has kicked off their official broadcast. We're following along here on David's laptop best we can. Yeah. And, but oh. Rules of the game. Rules of the game. We if, see it. If we see it, we if we see something, we say something. <laughs> um, so just be prepared for that. If you don't want to get tipped, then I'm sorry. Go watch ESPN. What can I tell you? I got to say, guys, this has been uh, <laughs> insane to watch. The one thing I've learned is that, at least with the Hornets, yeah. no one ever knew anything. Whatever happens with this pick, whoever goes back and, and pulls out receipts or tries to from three weeks ago, it's a farce because no one ever knew anything. The one thing the Hornets did, I'm convinced of, and you could say it's good or bad, but they, they kept it close to home. They kept so, it tight. So I can uh, – a little bit of time yeah. in the uh, Locked, Locked On Hornets Trust tree. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> talked to a draft analyst, one of them. Oh, that, wow. One of the major ones. Mm-hmm. Um, sources? Sources. 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 Um, and one thing that was constantly brought up was that nobody knows anything with the Hornets. And, and those are the people I respect. Like – that was that was made very obvious, and I do believe that they have not done any of the talking. I think a lot of the talking has been done by two camps, Scoot Henderson, and then, like, I just don't think that these like no, they haven't done anything. And so, yeah, and I'm okay so with that. then how do you go from we know they're not saying anything? Uh, you have people out. You have people saying, well, most teams I talk to think. Brandon Miller is the best. Or most teams yeah. we talk to have Brandon Miller. They would get them at two. Uh, but there there hasn't been much. I mean, how do you prove that? I guess you can't. They have most, good sources. Most of but... it's been, like, and I guess to reveal some of the curtain as someone that's done, that's mm-hmm. had to produce some of this draft coverage, um, most of the stuff about Brandon Miller came from Chicago. I think right. we have to recognize that. Like, that was initial early, I don't want to call it sewing circle, basketball, gossip, but it kind of was. A lot of that was started there. So you got to remember, a lot of the groupthink came from Chicago initially, and then it just spawned into its own monster. It's like, I think it was Jonathan, again, Jonathan Wasserman that said, mm-hmm. it started from what Mitch said the, right at after. the lottery. Yeah, It started with that. But I also do think that a lot of this was follow the leader, and a lot of people that were probably trading favors for access Went with a went with a narrative that would favor their client. Surprise, surprise. Well, and if you've paid attention to Hornets drafts in the past few years, the the pick always goes down to the wire. I mean, we didn't yeah. know about that Duran trade until after the pick was. We thought, mm. you know, I thought we had yeah. Duran, and then all of a sudden it's a trade. They, things don't get tipped, and, and we just have to deal with the fact that they seem to enjoy it. They seem to enjoy keeping things from us. Maybe this, this may be the last year of it, though, too. That's right. New ownership group coming it's... in. We just don't know. Um, this is a, a huge pick for the Charlotte Hornets. Um, this uh, They are set to pick second overall in the NBA draft for the fourth time. Uh, they've selected Alonzo Mourning. Mm-hmm. They've selected Emeka Okafor. They've selected Michael Kidd-Gilchrist in the number two slot. 
Um, so we don't know which way this is going to go. Adam Silver is at the podium uh, to introduce this draft to everyone. And we're, we widely expect Victor Wimanyama to be the number one pick. If but, not, then it's a whole different show. Well, yeah. Then we then we start taking shirts off. So just get ready. <laughs> um, so Victor Wimanyama. I mean, are we go? How long are we going to be thinking about what could have Victor Wib been? <laughs> I'm not spending much time on it. Well, listen. Wait, wait, Walker. Did you like that joke? <laughs> yes, he liked it. Thank you, Walker. <laughs> But you know one thing that was interesting in Mitch's talk yesterday, he let he let people know that that kind of hit them. Yeah, you know that kind of hit them hard. I mean, they saw their life flash before his eyes. I'm we sure. all did. We all. Yeah. We all. I thought I was going to move back to Charlotte. I was like, look, if it's Victor, I'm I'm packing boxes. I'm getting the U-Haul. Right. Well, so, I mean, do, does does Jordan sell if he gets Victor? Think about that. No, I don't think so. And I don't that think was, so. There was a little bit of rep- you think still he he. Goes, I don't know. I don't think he sells either. I, I think he stays. David seems conflicted, and you are. Even to be fair, Nada, David is the the no, I don't know. the I Jordanologist mean, here. It would seem like that conversation took place prior to the the draft lottery, though. I don't know if anything was hanging on that or can sure. But that. I have it on good authority from my sources that Jordan did never said. Oh my God, this outfit from Grady Dick! I just got a view of it. It's incredible. Yeah. Oh, it's the first time you saw it? No, I've seen it, but just seeing it on video. I saw some pictures, but seeing the video <laughs> is just a whole new journey. <laughs> seeing but, it move. Oh my God! But yeah. I I have it on good authority. That Michael Jordan never said no take backsies. Okay, and so if you don't say yeah. no take backsies, then you can take backsies. I mean, as long as the sale process in terms of the Plotkin group Look getting their Spurs money fans. money together, like it could have been like, hey, you took too long. We got Victor. I'm not selling now. I, I can see a I can see a scenario like that, or he's asking for an extra couple. Hey, exactly. Another bill, maybe. I don't know. Exactly. I, I do think though, going into that lottery night. And not I told this Doug uh, to Doug and and Walker, top three I was good, I was going to be yeah. good with top three, and yeah. that should not have changed. My, my emotions should not have gotten the best of me, but I still think that's how you do have to think about this. It was a three person draft. There will be someone else that pops. We just don't know who. Yeah. History would tell us that. Uh, but 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 one of the top threes will make the Hornets a better team next year. Absolutely, I think this is a. I will continue to say this. This is a no-lose draft. This is a win-win situation for the Charlotte Hornets. Doug, is, Char- Doug, is, Doug wants head. to strangle oh, me, friend. No, no, no. I'm not. No, I don't want to strangle you. I want to <laughs> strangle the the basketball gods that favored San Antonio over Charlotte. I, I thought yeah. to myself that if the Hornets won the lottery, that everyone would react the same way. All oh, the lottery's rigged. Yeah. Michael Jordan wanted to sell the team, and looky-looky, all of a sudden the NBA uh, shines down on Charlotte, giving them Victor Webanyama. And I kind of thought that, too. I'm like, look, if Charlotte gets it, I might start buying into the conspiracy theories all of a sudden. I might get the tinfoil out. And, and it would be the first time ever, though. That it, I would trade in my reporter hat for a tinfoil <laughs> hat, okay? But then the NBA shocked me by somehow coming up with the even more rigged scenario of saving Greg Popovich's, the, the, the end of his career, extending it even further, giving San Antonio yet another shot at being the darlings of the NBA media and continuing their run of championship contention with Victor Wembanyama and giving Charlotte the second pick, like it's like they doubled down on on the rig. It was amazing. Well, yeah, I do believe. <laughs> I I hope you come up with these conspiracy th- theories all summer because I know you're going to need content to like get us through the summer. But please come up with the, the random Hornets conspiracies. Do one for Corey Higgins for me. Do one. <laughs> 
Bobcats conspiracy theories. I yes. don't know. Uh, that whole that that whole uh, Bobcats era just seemed like a dark dream uh, more than a conspiracy. But uh, no, they're wearing the purple and teal now, and we're all happy. And I think we have to – don't we have to get to a place uh, – we have to find a way – to come together over this pick. You know, Scoot Henderson fans <laughs> – no, I'm serious about this. Yeah, yeah. Scoot Henderson fans have to give Brandon Miller fans an off-ramp if it's Scoot. And I've been concerned that, you know, the Scoot nope. – uh, the, the Brandon Miller contingent is small, but they are boisterous. They are vocal. They've got to find a way to give some off-ramps to the, the Scoot Henderson crowd because, look, we – I think a lot of people that have been on the Scoot wagon have have readily admitted that if Brandon Miller maxes out – his ceiling. You're talking about a guy that's going to shoot the lights out, that's going to defend multiple positions. He's not a lockdown defender. The Hornets still need to find some role players in this draft, I think, and in, in subsequent drafts. They, they have not filled the coffers of this team full of 3 and D players. The, yeah. the best statistically, mm-hmm. the best 3 and D player this Hornets team had last season was P.J. Washington. That's yeah. unacceptable. You're not going to win regular season games if your best 3 and D guy is PJ Washington it's got to be more than that they've got to find some stuff on the wings Brandon Miller can help that he's not going to be a lockdown defender but his length would help that there are there are ways to get your head around a scenario where the Hornets win with Brandon Miller yeah agreed and the, and the job's not done tonight though right i mean they have five picks they may not make them all but uh they're going to have to still do some work and Michael Jordan, by all accounts, is going to be in there doing that work through through free agency. Through well, the summer. well, we'll see about that one. Okay, listen, the pick is in uh, for San Antonio. Uh, who do you think it's going to be? <laughs> <laughs> respect for them not draining the entire clock on this. Like respect, right? Thank yeah. you. We all we respect. all we all have families. At least San Antonio is respecting that. We all got to get back home to our kids. We really appreciate it. <laughs> Team um, needs. I like that. Victor Wimbanyama. Yeah, t- they, yeah, every team needed Victor Webinyama. Yeah, only look, one team got here, him. Here's the thing. Like, you know, if it's Brandon Miller, there are a lot of people who do legitimately have him ranked ahead of Scoot. Oh, I, I, got, mean, a good, I, I got a good question. Yeah. I've got a good mm. question that we have to get to before we get the second round pick or second overall pick. Who do you think has the better chance of being better than Victor Webinyama? If there's an, a scenario where Scoot or Brandon's better than Victor uh, Webinyama, who's got the better chance? If you give, can I? Can we extend it to one of the Thompson twins? Man, I was gonna say. I mean, it's got to <laughs> wow. be Scoot because if you've got the highest ceiling, the highest ceiling is gonna get the closest to Wembenyama. I think it's Amin Thompson. I, I like both. I I like both. I think just physically, Amin Thompson is like that, and he's. I'm not gonna say he's in the LeBron class of athlete and, and body, but it's kind of close. Super close. All right. Yeah. So, well, I don't think it's going to be a Thompson twin for yeah. the Charlotte Hornets. I think they – now, that would be the shock of all shocks if it ended up being a Thompson if, if, twin. If they do that, I know I'm hosting the show because you guys have basically – I will just... quit. I will quit because there's no point in us talking for, for, what was it, you know, a month and a half about Scoot or Brandon and it'd be the, a Thompson twin. That would, ruin, that, would, that would ruin me. And they had the Thompson twins in for a workout. It's not yeah. as if they didn't I mean, entertain yeah, it. Um, no, these these guys were in. Um, so uh, real quick, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, I know we've had some comments all over YouTube saying um, you're not in your normal setups and this setup's amazing. What's going on? Well, what's going on is we are in everybody's studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, Charlotte's premier creative studio for audio, video and podcast projects. Everybody Studios is a production company that creates fresh, high quality, engaging podcasts for businesses, organizations and individuals. 
They know that podcasting is a powerful medium that can be used as a highly effective and efficient marketing tool to connect with audiences, share stories, and build relationships. Did you know that? Well, now you do because I just said it. Uh, Their mission is to help clients create and produce podcasts that achieve their personal and marketing goals and make a positive impact on the Charlotte community. They're great people. This is a great studio. Book your free consult today. Visit everybodystudios.com. That's E-V-R-Y-B-D-Y studios.com. One more time, E-V-R-Y-B-D-Y studios.com. And there's the pick. It is in. It is announced. Victor Wimanyama is a member of the San Antonio Spurs. The Hornets who have been on the clock for (laughs) for a month. Here we go. They've been on the clock for an entire month. They are officially, officially on the clock. The draft starts Uh, now. I mean, so we did not have a Shams uh, pre-pick tweet. No one's one's tipping it. No one's tipping the picks. People are going to be happy. Are, aren't we going to be happy now that we're not tipping the picks? Oh, well, might, we don't know. We don't know if he's not tipping the picks. We just know that he's not tipping this the one. Hornets one yet. Um, you know, maybe we get one seconds before it happens. Uh, Rod Boone from the Charlotte Observer, he's tweeting. He said, "My TV hit on WSOC is complete, and the draft is on." How you feeling, Hornets fans? And let's see. Uh, Did he sh- just say he, he he's he's not on? He was on TV. Now he's not on TV. That's correct. Right, okay, right. He was on TV. Yeah, now he's not because it TV. sounded like he wasn't at the <laughs> arena. Now, then I would have a lot of questions. No, the draft. Uh, the draft is on his. Maybe the draft is on his TV. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what he's meaning there, but that's okay. He asked Hornets fans how they feel. Um, Ezel704 said excited for B Miller. Dylan <laughs> says nervous. <laughs> Andy Johnson says terrified, and I don't know why. I mean, that's how I've been feeling. I'm ready for this to uh, mercifully end, yes. um, so that we can. Because look, I think it's going to be. Uh, legitimately exciting to talk about both of these players. I have, yeah. I think it will be a mistake not to draft Scoot. I'm not backing away from my position. I think uh, Scoot is going to be the better player out of, and I'm including Amin Thompson in this. I'm including Cam Whitmore, who looks like he might be falling, but I love him. Uh, I'm including all of those players except, pa- I mean, you know, you got to give it up to Victor until he proves otherwise. Like this guy's, you know, the, the wingspan is crazy. The the game is crazy. You know, can he shoot? You know, I think that's going to be a big question as to whether he becomes sort of, you know, a possible goat status or whatever. But I think of of the non-Victor category, Scoot has the best opportunity to be the best player out of this class. But Brandon's going to be a darn good player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, the only thing that I just – because you talk about the intangibles, and this is something that Scoot has in spades yeah. over Brandon Miller. Again, has the work ethic, is – basically mentored by Steph Curry. This feels like if you're going to go with a guy with all the intangibles, including the athleticism and everything else, it feels like he should be the pick. I have a question about the Steph stuff because it interests me because he wasn't the only – Scoot wasn't the only one doing that. Brandon Miller talked about how he was talking to, I think, Damian Lillard. He mentioned a couple of players. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they formed some sort of like – Partnership. Okay, that's (laughs) – That's a a new thing. Okay, that's fine. It's a little weird, but it's fine. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But but what I wonder is like, you know, he probably has Steph's cell phone number. He's calling him up saying, hey, you want to hit the gym, you know, whatever. Pre-draft, that's all fine and well. But once Scoot becomes a member of an opposing team, I just wonder if Steph's like, F you, get away from me. Like, you know, well, if you, if well, you want to do the business absolutely. thing, if you want to do the business thing, so let's let the agents talk. But you and I are going 1v1. I mean, we see, that, we see the same thing with Draymond Green and LeBron James, right? So 
I, I think there is something to it. I do think that Brandon, I, I, not, not Brandon, but Scoot, I think Scoot getting that mentor, mentorship and getting an idea of what the league is like early, because I do think that the G League does prepare, prepare you better than college does right now. There we go. So. What do we have? After seriously debating Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller, Charlotte is selecting Miller at number two. Oh, and who is that from? That's from Shams. Wow, Shams has oh, it. Uh, we have uh, we don't have confetti, uh, but we do have uh, we have a Miller line to crack oh, open. We've got boy. twelve of them. I couldn't find a six pack. I had to go the full twelve cans of Miller Light. Um, and I know that there are going to be a lot of Hornets fans that really wanted Scoot Henderson to be the pick that are going to be drinking um, a lot of Miller Lights. Uh, to to forget this night, but but I think it should be uh, a celebration, honestly, that they actually made this pick, um, because I think it was important for this team to make this pick. They need they needed to make this decision and not trade this pick away and possibly get less value, possibly take on a question mark in Zion Williamson. They have instead this group, this front office that may not be the front office much longer. They've bet on the future for the Charlotte Hornets. And at this point, we just have to figure out, was it the right bet? And we're not going to know that probably for another couple of years, uh, but we're going to start, we're going to certainly debate it for the next couple of years. Yeah, no, we're going to debate it for the next couple of years. I just, I just hope people understand that this was a lot of the people I talked to, they had them on the same tier. I think this was just, which flavor did you like a little bit more? And for a lot of people, that flavor is going to be Scoot, Scoot Henderson because of the aesthetically pleasing game, the athleticism, everything else like that. I do want people to understand that length and shooting and defense really does matter. And if he can change the way that this team defends, shoots, and works on offense, I think they may have a guy like that. I, I think it's going to work. I just hope people give Brandon Miller the requisite time. We got some people in the chat. Uh, must BZ23 saying, now if Miller balls out, what will you say now? Uh, I'll say, awesome. I'm glad the Hornets <laughs> have a great player on their hands. I mean, that's the thing. You know, this whole time, uh, we're, we're uh, you know, pe- we're people who watch a lot of Hornets games. And whether, you know, we're putting <laughs> mm-hmm. our reporter yes. hat on or our fan jersey on, it's much more fun to watch this team win. And if Miller helps this team win in the future – um, and, and and helps them win a playoff series. That's step one, okay? Yeah. I mean, beyond uh, getting to a conference finals or a finals, y- you want to win a playoff series. And if he's a part of that as soon as next year, then, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to celebrate that. And and I think he could be uh, because of his shooting talent. I mean, that's something that you can you will install right away. Uh, yeah. and, he, and he helps mm-hmm. you uh, just get lengthier than you were with, you know, Terry Rozier at the two. Yeah, I mean, the shooting is the thing that they're going off of, uh, along with these, some of the intangibles, too. Yeah. I mean, we just haven't seen them yet. That's one of some of the questions I'd love to hear uh, maybe when he gets a media some time or, or Mitch comes out and says, I hope someone asks them about that interview process, yeah. what tipped their hand. Obviously, they're, they've already put it out there that it was uh, best player available, yes. overfit. Um, so that's the one guy they had on their board. But clearly, there was a lot of deliberation. And clearly, this went down to the wire uh, from everything we can tell. So I would like to know, because outwardly, the intangibles, the locker room stuff, all goes in Scoot's favor. Perhaps Brandon Miller uh, sh- you know, shared more of himself with them than he has with the outside world thus far. 
Um, but but those are going to be questions that they I would hope they get tomorrow whenever he comes in town. I, I honestly just want – I do want to hear, like Doug said, I want to hear about the process, about how they came to this pick. Or, or someone. Well, listen, you can want that. I, I'm not sure that we're. I'm going not sure Mitch is going to give us all of it, but yeah. I think they're like. I want to know, like, how how much did he shoot the lights out? How much did that first workout? How much of that first workout where he par- apparently bombed? How much of that tape did they burn? Like, there's a lot of this for me that I still like don't under. I still would like to understand, especially right. since there was so much secrecy around this. Right. Well, those are the questions I have. If he bombed the first workout and then had a good second workout, why wasn't that, you know, a, a red flag or something that weighed into it? I'm sure it was. If Scoot was fantastic in two workouts and had two great interviews, you know, why, how was that weighed differently? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so look, the whole time it's easy to see why teams would, would, would um, fit him in easier or vision envision that with the Hornets or a lot of teams, uh, especially some that already have a point guard. Uh, so the fit, you know, can't really be argued. I don't think, I mean, no. um, you can st- not take them away from whatever fit scoot would have had, but Brandon Miller is a good fit on this team. Um, you know, Hornets fans were just hoping for a huge shot in the arm tonight. And, you know, I don't know that they necessarily got it tonight. That doesn't mean it can't come in summer league and then down the road, but, uh, there's certainly going to be a lot of uh, yeah. There's going to be people. a lot of anger. Stay yeah. off Twitter. Stay off Hornets Twitter for a little bit. Um, stay off NBA Twitter for a little bit. Well, I think that's important to note that this is an organization uh, run by Michael Jordan and Mitch Kupchak that that I think honestly it's fair to say had lost the trust of the fan base for a variety of reasons. But but especially you know MJ's decision making was always a question. And now his final parting gift is to take a player that I think a vast majority of the fan base hates. Yep. I don't know if they hate him, but they just love the other guy more. And and they, but but this is look, you know, I'm not going to say to their credit, um, but you you have to understand that Michael Jordan and Mitch Kupchak and that team, they made their decision in a vacuum. Like it, they don't care. They don't care what the fans want. Yes. And, and again, you can, whatever you think about that, I don't, I don't even know what to tell you about that, except that that's just, they don't really care. They're going to make the, the decision <laughs> that they fair. think is best. And unfortunately the, the evidence is not totally in their favor that they know what decision is the best. Right. I mean, you can't, you know, there's yeah. not a, this is not an organization like the golden state warriors or like have the cachet, yeah. Or like the San Antonio Spurs, where you have just a number, or even Isaiah Thomas with the New York Knicks. Like this is not, you know, an organization that you can look at a litany of picks and go, well, you know, they got this, 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 and this right. In fact, the exact <laughs> opposite. You look back at the list and go, there are a number of opportunities for them to snag players that could be game changing, life changing for fans. And they didn't take those opportunities. And so I, I think there's going to be a reasonable amount of skepticism, fairly or unfairly, uh, towards Brandon Miller. Well, yeah, and, and Brandon and Scoot, you know, it looks like Portland's going to take Scoot. If he ends up there permanently, we'll see. But certainly here in Charlotte, those two are going to be tied together for yeah. quite a long time. I mean, he's going to be in Portland, so people might not watch him every night. But they're going to be having an eye on him. They're, they're going to be checking the box scores. They're going to be checking Twitter, Instagram for the highlights. And, and it, especially that first year. And it, Summer and League is going to be unbearable. Yeah. And yeah. 
But the thing, Scoot might dominate summer league. Yeah, that that's that's <laughs> built for him. Yeah. A guy with the ball in his hands, using use again with a usage rate of about thirty. And 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 Brandon Miller is going to be playing with what point guard at summer league? Who knows? <laughs> that's <laughs> right. what's scary. Right. That's what's like. I just the thing that I want. And I hate to be the guy that seems to be the Hornets shill, but I think the Hornets sometimes get a bad rap. I <laughs> some, sometimes, sometimes Jordan, uh, not necessarily Jordan. But Can I shotgun this? Yeah, Is that possible? Well. Just you like really, well. just give me that pencil. Give me that pen. <laughs> just I, I do think that they have done some things that have made you scratch your head. Last year with the with, with pick thirteen, I can defend it. I'm choosing not to, but I, I, I can defend it. I can. I just, no, I'm not laughing at you. I'm sorry. I'm I'm reacting to these choices that come oh, in. Adrian Wojnarowski. Yeah, about Twitter. Well, Adrian, who's, who's he's spiking. Claiming? No, he's spiking the, the football oh, right now. God. All along, the entire Charlotte Hornets organization has been all no, in no. on Brandon no, Millership. No. Ownership, front office, scouts, coaches—they see him as a perennial future All-Star player. Wow, spiking the football information but again, that could have been. Useful yesterday. Yeah, wasn't wasn't totally going out on that limb until after the pick was already made. This whole process is is shambolic. Wait, are we so all in, all in, all parties? Well, we'll no. find out. We'll wow. find we'll find out. Well, and, and and honestly, what are they going to say? What are they going to say? I, know, I, I think I they have the opportunity, though, for real. I think they have the opportunity to well, come out and say it was a close call. Well, yeah. Shams isn't giving up. He's saying after long debating, and and and, and yeah, we're just saying I all along. <sighs> For me, I don't think that this was the this was Jordan all along saying he wants his guy, because there oh, were rumors of that. I don't either. There were rumors of that going around that Jordan wanted this guy. I think this was a long debate. I do think that they both see Scoot and Brandon Miller on the same tier, and if they're on the same tier, fit does need to play a part in this. You're gonna have to get the guy that's equal talent, equally talented, and fits better into what you want to do going going further. I think that's where I can be like, okay, I understand it. That's but that's about it because I'm gonna be real. I wanted Scoot Henderson, yeah, just as bad as probably everybody else. Okay, well they didn't select Scoot Henderson, yeah, so you know we're gonna hear from Walker Mail um, in a few. Not okay. not not bobblehead Walker Mail, but the actual Walker Mail who will will certainly have some read on the reaction of the fan base that was attending the, oh, the Wesson Walker oh, boy. draft party. A lot party. of breakables in oh, there, too. Oh, boy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's going to be the, the scene from Blues Brothers where all the beer bottles hit the, hit the you know, gate. Uh, we'll have to see um, uh, from him in just a moment. But, but I want to talk about what the Hornets are getting in Brandon Miller. And I want to go to our college basketball expert, the producer of the Ion College Basketball Podcast, mm-hmm. Nada Edwards. So let's let's – do our best to put Scoot Dreams to bed to for bed. a moment okay. and just talk about what the Hornets are getting in Brandon Miller and how he's going to fit into this lineup. Brandon Miller is going to be most likely your future two guard. It's part of the reason why no matter who this team was going to draft, I think Terry Rozier was gone. But Brandon Miller can handle the ball 6'9". The best way I can describe him is think of Michael Porter Jr. without the bad back. Mm. I'm not going to go total Jason Tatum, okay. But I think in like the floor for me for him was going going to be Chris Middleton. The ceiling obviously is like a Tatum esque player. 
I think he's a long, rangy guy that can defend, that can guard. I'm not going to say two for right now because the two's in the in NBA are relatively quick. I will say he can defend three to four. I think he's a better passer. I think he was the he was the initiator in the offense for Alabama. The biggest issue that you're going to see with a Brandon Miller is going to be the fact that he is not strong enough to hold off his man. I think he's a very dynamic scorer. He's going to impact winning immediately with his jump shot, with the with the shooting ability. The dribbling is going to get there. I think this is a great pick. I think this is not this is a can't lose guy. But for me, I think if you're looking at the way the league is going, the league is going bigger, the league is going longer, you got to be able to do multiple things. If that's going to play a factor in this, I understand the Brandon Miller pick. David, what do they get? Yeah, I mean, they're getting the shooter and they're getting a floor spacer. I mean, let's not discount that. He is yeah. going to he's going to be in that corner. He's going to be out top. He's going to make more room for LaMelo uh, and hopefully some other ball handlers <laughs> to get in there and yeah. do it. But yeah. I will say I, 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 was, um, I was undervaluing his passing a little bit, and he does have a little bit of that in his game. Um, you know, like you said, they ran a lot of the offense at Alabama through him. I think that may be a nice surprise when he gets in the NBA. Walker is a little more down on his handle, but I thought it was fine. Uh, and I, I think it'll be okay. It's okay. I, th- I think it for a six nine guy, it's okay. Right. It's right. not Harrison Barnes bad where you have to you worry about or a PJ Washington where you worry about him putting it on the deck or Jalen Brown. Let's not yeah. just crap all over the Carolina oh, guys. Fair, right. fair, 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 <laughs> fair. But he's not a Jalen Brown. I think his handle is going to be adequate for right now. Can it yeah, get yeah. better? Absolutely. Yeah. But for me, I think Brandon Miller is going to be better than people think. He's just not going to have the Instagrammable highlights that yep. we're going to see with Scoot Henderson. And I, I you know what? I think people. The best way I can put it is the Hornets drafted Wheaties and then the Blazers drafted Sour Patch Kids with popcorn. Yeah, I mean, the separation, uh, which you mentioned being able to get away from his man, kind of leads to his inability to finish at the rim, which is a big thing that people are pointing out. He's just not strong enough and doesn't have the explosion to go over guys if he doesn't have the angle or, like, a running start. If he gets a running start, he's still dunking on you. Exactly. Um, and he's going to be fine from that standpoint. So, hey, from that standpoint, if you're running alongside LaMelo, you know, it may be not be that big a deal in those scenarios, but off the dribble and trying to beat his guy. Like, he struggled to even beat um, you know, taller guys, like guys that yeah. you would think he would be have that advantage of because he's it's a, a little str- quicker. Completely strength, complete strength yeah. issue. We're going to see a lot of it in summer league. We saw it a lot with a guy like James Booknight that struggled with strength. Yeah, and the last thing, Doug, if you go back and look at his his high school tapes, his AAU tapes, you'll see a lot more of that mid-range than I think you saw at Alabama. Yeah. And that I think that could be a big piece. I mean, think about how they use Gordon Hayward. Think how they can throw it down into him and just say, go get a bucket. He is 6'9". If he can get in there, uses learn how to use that leverage, uh, that could be another weapon that we didn't see at Alabama as much, which could be good. And 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 and, and he is good on defense. I mean, I think he yeah. will be a. It's not going to be a lockdown defender. I don't think. Not Maybe yet. He could get there. Not yet. But he's not going to be a sieve either. No, no, because I mean, you look at uh, his defensive assignments in college. I mean, and you look at his footwork, and it's really good. Like he can move his feet. He's got good lateral quickness. Like he has some. Again, he has some of the building blocks that make a. Paul Georgian, like two-way player, a guy that you can that can defend and be a primary scorer. Like you see glimpses of of what Brandon Miller wants to become. But I think this conversation 
sort of perfectly fits where my head is, which is like, we're going to have to do some serious expectation setting for the rookie yes. season, right? Because but I thought we, I thought we were going to have to do that with Scoot anyway. No, I, I no, I think I think in a world where Victor Webanyama, you know, God forbid this would happen, but in a Chet Holmgren kind of situation yeah. where he misses a season and has to reset his rookie season, Eesh. and the, the rookie of the year competition opens up. Well, which I think it might even, depending on how much they play him in, in San Antonio. You yeah, like, you remember, we have the 65-game thing. Right. So I think that um, it, it will be interesting to see how much of a primary scoring option uh, Brandon Miller is in his first season, or is he more of – because, again, you have to remember, there, there are a lot of people that think they're going to bring back Miles Bridges. They're going to bring back PJ Washington. It's going, and if they retain Terry Rozier for another season, it's, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that I don't think they are. I don't. I I honestly think this makes Terry Rozier more likely to leave than to be traded out, rather than they they keeping him. I just well, the the pro the problem is that the Hornets are serious about competing for for a playoff spot this next season, which has been you know what they vocalized a lot. Yeah. You know, the, the problem with Brandon Miller is that you get into a situation where, as you said, he's going to have a tough time defending twos and he's going to have a tougher time scoring against threes, like good threes. Yeah. So he's he's caught in this middle situation and we're going to see how he how he battles through that. And I think one way you can battle through that is just to become a third or fourth option catch and shoot player, which is what that was the yeah. Miles Bridges path. Yeah. Right. Remember Miles Bridges rookie season. He was a corner catch and shoot three specialist that when he got transition opportunities, dunked the hell out of the ball. But but they, but they weren't asked, they weren't throwing the ball to Miles Bridges and asking him to go make plays. Yeah. Now, Brandon Miller's a number two overall pick. Yeah, that's the problem. But he's super young. So, you know, I and, and I think they can I think they can <laughs> You think Hornets fans are mad now. You think they're mad about yeah. Scoot not being the pick? Imagine if Brandon Miller isn't like immediately you oh know, no! In the starting lineup, getting I, the forty minutes a game. Look, I'm putting my like as soon as summer league comes, I'm locking down my my Twitter account because I really just the amount of anger that's going to come when the, he's just a just a pick and pop, or if he's diet Hito Turgaloo, like Orlando Hito Turgaloo, gets his three. Well, Steve Clifford would like that, I think. No, you Steve, know, <laughs> I think that's the other thing. I now think Cliff. I think Cliff <laughs> loves this guy. I think Cliff. I think Cliff had also had a factor in this. I also think that Cliff probably is going to have the best way to use him going forward as he builds strength. I think that's going to be the big thing is can he be I don't want to use Nick Batum but I want to like 2015-26 can he be that kind of guy where you can slot him in fourth fifth, fifth best player be the guy that can distribute can play make can be the secondary playmaker and can he average anywhere from 10 to 12 shoot 38 39 from 3 and if he hits 35 from the floor like from 2 I think that's a really good rookie season. It's just not going to be the thing that everybody wants right now. Well, he might not win rookie of the year, right? Um is he the best offensive rookie day one that they they've drafted? I th since since Barron probably. Right? Probably since Barron. I mean, certainly Kemba wasn't uh, polished. Kemba wasn't Kemba. In. He couldn't shoot like he, he, he eventually could. So is he the best? Well, they drafted Kobe. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. I mean, I was keeping it to the current Bobcat oh, Hornets. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I, I dare go to the chat 
No. Do I dare? I have to. I mean, do it. Yeah, yeah. They've they've been hanging with. They've they've been been hanging with us us this whole show. I've got to go. Don't leave uh, now. Oh boy. (laughs) All right. Someone says as a Magic fan, Cliff is trash. He don't know how to utilize his players. That's not true. That's sour grapes. That's sour Magic Orlando grapes right there. Um. Uh, God of Blackness says Cliff doesn't have to coach Brandon up on defense. I mean, good point. Yeah, I, I, I no, I, there are arguments that people will throw out on Brandon that I'm like, yeah, I agree with that. Like Brandon's going, he prides himself on defense. He says, look, guys can say a lot of things. Terry Rozier comes out and says he's going to focus on defense like this season, <laughs> right? So guys can say a lot of things, but you like when you watch him in Alabama, it's like, nah, like that guy could have gone to Alabama in that offense. And just been exclusively an offensive player, and and people would have still thought like, hey, this guy's really really good at offense. You know, got some questions on defense, but he's really really good at offense. He didn't do that. You know, he decided, hey, you know, I think to win the SEC and to do things in the tournament, I've got to be, you know, I want to take pride on defense and become a Paul Georgian type of player, and he did that. That's to his credit. I think we also have to remember that Brandon Miller just had one of the best seasons as a freshman in terms of scoring. Well, you know that had you know that had some influence on Michael Jordan, and I'm not even kidding about yeah, that. No. They, I mean, well, he I likes guys have. that play well in college. That he, as someone that played well in college, yeah. I think there is a legitimate bias there. I think G League Ignite did hurt Scoot. I think that OTE did hurt Amin Tom- Thompson. Oh, I agree. Yeah, well, you watched a couple highlights, and you can realize why that is. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. Well, like, and guys are gonna look. There's an adjustment period happening. Well, guys, that's, that's, whether whether Michael Jordan or any of these guys like it or not, players are taking different paths agreed. because different paths are open to them. And and people are making semi-legitimate arguments about like the competition level in Ignite and the competition level in OTE and, and that's all fine and good. It's all going to it's all going to even out at yeah. some point, right? G League Ignite and College, they're all going to blend and merge. I hear is, Walker mail on oh the phone. Oh my god, are you safe? Find a safe space. Walker, are you covering your head right now? What's what's the what's the scene like? What was the scene like after the pick was announced? Um, it was a little better than it was at Spectrum Center from what I saw on social media. <laughs> <laughs> it did, it did look uh, Spectrum Center didn't seem like it was very welcoming. Look, man, no booing, though. Like, uh, maybe a little booing. But there wasn't a ton of booing <laughs> oh, on man. the second overall pick. So, you know, people aren't happy, but we'll see if people can bounce back. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's happening anytime soon. I don't think. So, so yeah, th- that's the voice I really wanted to hear because I've only oh, been, like, thanks. imagining yeah. your voice Jeez. with angry tweets for the last couple of weeks. Well, look, here's the thing, right? Like, I've been seeing the angry tweets from Nada about how people need to be okay with Brandon Miller being the second overall pick. I imagine you've got some work to do with a lot of people after this. Nada, how are, like, you're, where were you at the very end? Because I've been having to do my the, the different live show. Like, are you are you thrilled about this? Like, you're ready to rock and roll with Brandon Miller? I'm not thrilled, but what I'm not is not – I'm not surprised, and I kind of – like, they're on the same tier. I think we're discounting how well Brandon Miller was from offense outside of a couple of games at this point. I, I Walker, I don't know if you're with me, but, like, I think people – you didn't see the broadcast, but when the pick was announced – I didn't get angry. I didn't flip tables. You know, I didn't throw this bobblehead with your face on it. I didn't throw it at the wall. And I think some people, Don't do that. <laughs> right? I, well, I think some people expected me to do that because I have been driving the scoot wagon so fast, so hard. And I didn't do it because I was resigned to what happened. 
you know, it's their last yeah, hurrah. I think a lot of people were. It was their last opportunity to do this. This harkens back to the Cody Zeller pick and the reaction to it. Um, and and th- so I was resigned. Is that how you felt, or did you feel legitimately stung by this decision? No. So, so look, it looked like Brandon Miller was about to be the pick. I was for sure. I, I thought it was going to be the selection. Wes, my co-host, oh, no. loves to get you slacking on the video. He loves doing this. and We've talked about it. And <laughs> oh, so no. he had the camera ready to go for the entire crowd reaction. And then he turns it to me, and I'm watching the TV, and I give no expression whatsoever. Oh, and so no. I'm just looking at the TV. And so I'm just, no, I know the camera's on me, and I'm like, no, I'm not giving anybody any tears. I'm not giving anybody any expression like that because I'm not going to do that anyway. But everyone came, like, there were a couple of Locked On Hornets fans that came out tonight. That was awesome. Really appreciate everybody nice. stopping by. And then people would leave, and then they'd say, hey, man, sorry about Scoot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I had random people coming up to me because they knew. Lots of fans of the show, but people would come up and be like, hey, man, sorry about Scoot. I was like, nah, it's cool. We're going to backtrack. We're going to get this thing popping with Brandon Miller and hope it all works out. So that's where I am. Yes, Doug, very similar neighborhood to where you reacted. Well, it's going to be interesting too, right, for Brandon Miller. Like he's not going to be protected from this reaction. He's going to he's going to he's going to it's going to be revealed to him yeah. that uh, people reacted yeah. this way. And and he's coming out of Alabama where folks worshipped him because he was such a great player and coaches protected him uh, despite the off the court issues. They protected him. He's not going to be protected in the NBA, and he's not going to be shielded from the response, and the expectations are going to be high immediately, and I think it's going to be really interesting how he responds to that. We're going to know. We're going to know very quickly whether Brandon Miller can hang. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of that reaction, as you mentioned, because it, it, that's what I feel bad about, too. And this is the thing, man. Like, when people would ask about Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller, which one do you want? I'd say Scoot. And then they would ask, okay, how much of that is because you love Scoot and how much of that is because you hate Brandon Miller? Yeah, nowhere near because I hate Brandon Miller. I don't know if I see these high-end comps that a lot of people that are in his camp see. I don't see the Jason Tatum. I don't see the athleticism to get Paul George. I think the high-end comp for him where you get like the 90th to 100th percentile outcome is Brandon Ingram because of the frame because you start to just see how they play a little bit. Brandon Ingram's a shooter, lives in the mid-range. I think Brandon can bring that because of what we saw in high school. And so if you get Brandon Ingram, then that's okay. You know, I'll take a 25-5-5 and and guy without the injury history where he's been starting to load up on injuries a little bit. So, yeah, when you have somebody like Brandon Miller, 6'9 shooters, they're not going to fail, especially because they can do stuff. It's not like Steve Novak just got drafted number two overall. Okay, it's not some 6'9 just shooter. It's going to be someone that does have that ability to be a secondary ball handler, be a little bit of a playmaker. I don't see him taking over at the high-value archetype that everyone sees him being with this pick. I just don't see it, and that's why I've always been on Team Scoot. I did see the All-NBA, all you know, one of the best guard prospects that we've seen in the last 10, 15 years. But yeah, Brandon Miller, if you were at number three, right, if you were the Portland Trailblazers and they took Brandon – you might be feeling a lot differently. I would. And at the end of the day, if you're only just one pick behind, I mean, if you were going to take just one guy behind the guy that you actually wanted, it's not that big of a deal. So, yeah, I, I'm, you know, Brandon Miller is going to be just fine with the Hornets, and he's not going to fail. We know that. So, Walker, when did you stop paying attention to the lines shifting and the Woj tweets and the Shams tweets? Never. We were, okay. <laughs> oh, man. So you really did it to I'm yourself. Refreshing. 
You you really did it to I'm, yourself. I'm refreshing right now. What, what are the odds right well, now? Well, the odds are one billion. Uh, yeah, it looks like it's still. Uh, you never money. know. You never know. It could flip all of a sudden. I like we just got to. We just got to. We yeah. just got to keep checking. Uh, we got to keep checking for the next couple of months. We'll see what happens. Uh, Walker, um, I you, was Twitter Tyrone Bigum scratching my neck, refreshing oh, the no. lot every it's time. Oh, I was man. doing it when I saw minus seven hundred. I went crazy, and then it flipped again. I was going nuts. But people were, even here at 1058, people were coming up to me. Hey, man, I heard you refreshing the odds. Where are they at right now? Everyone wanted oh, to know the man. odds, and I was a man of the people today. Well, look, someone, I need to know, someone made some money, okay? These odds flipped so significantly. Someone bought in at the right time. Like, someone made some money on the, and I think I think it's Shams. I mean. <laughs> I think Shams made all the money. I think, I do too. <laughs> we got to remember that Shams is a FanDuel employee. Like, exactly. There is oh, something okay. to that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure he's playing all by the rules. Yeah. No. For yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, hey. Um, yeah. Somebody. Somebody contacted Shams from the higher ups and said, "Hey, man, let's go ahead and flip this because there's a lot of Woj talking about Brandon Miller, Evan Sidery tweeting out Woj says they're doubling down on Brandon. Can you go ahead and flip the odds real quick because we need some money? Boom. Minus seven hundred will take care of that. No, that'll take care of all that money not coming in. And so, yeah, eventually uh, we flipped again and Brandon was the pick. Uh, So, listen, you've been amongst the fans all night. Who do they want at 27? (laughs) Is there anyone there? (laughs) Oh, people people are talking about Dariq Whitehead nonstop. If it's anybody else, they are going to boo nonstop. No, I I can't. I can't give you a serious answer. I, I don't know. If people are even going to stick around, to be honest with you, for the twenty seventh day, storm. Yeah, just make sure there's no property damage. Just, just, just yeah, that's right. They're not sticking around. They're all going to Spectrum Center right now. Pitchforks raised. Well, and, and speak. Well, and speaking of the property damage, like TD's here, and it's look TD. What did he like think? Wait, wait. What did he think of the pick? What did he think of the pick? He well, look. He's a Georgia guy, right? He was oh. from Marietta. Oh he, And 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 of course, Thomas Davis went to Georgia. Brandon Miller went to Alabama. <sighs> We were not here for right. the Brandon Miller selection. Right. We asked him right as we were getting off of the air who we wanted, and he was absolutely in favor of Scoot. He said he'd welcome Brandon Miller. He wasn't going to boo him like the other to. people. And he was in favor of trading for Zion, too, though. He would have been just fine yeah. with Zion Williamson being uh, being that trade, but I haven't seen that, so it's going to be Brandon. Uh, speaking of trades, do you have any bold predictions, any thoughts on, you know, obviously the Hornets uh, – you know, might not make all of these picks. I mean, that's that's been the word for Mitch Kupchak. I don't think any of us right. expect them to make all of these picks. Do you have any predictions for us on trades? Where where do you think their heads at? Yeah, I mean, you you can't expect them to make every single selection. I wonder if they trade a couple of these picks oh to try to you know invest. And yeah, there's a, a loud car. Sorry about it. But yeah, there's a maybe like this anticipation they could trade a couple picks and then get some better value in the future. I wonder if Mitch Kupchak would want to do that. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I hope they make 27. I think that's still a good enough pick to where, okay, yeah, of course you can't make all five. But if you make the other first-round selection, do the Greensboro thing. Maybe he's good enough to you know, be 15th man on the roster. That's still probably far-fetched. But you get the idea. You still get a talented guy in the first round. That's what I would like to see. I'd still like to see them make that pick at least. I have to read you this comment, Walker, that we're getting on the chat right now. Hattori Hanzo says, let's go. We drafted a slightly better Jalen McDaniels, <laughs> which, should make, uh, wow. which, should, which should thrill you, Walker. I, wow. Well, wait, why didn't he that? Why didn't that guy go number one then? You know, if that's the case, we should have drafted him number one instead of number two. Hey, yeah, hey. San Antonio I, missed out. I have some good news for you. I went by the fan shop today uh, to uh, get this awesome um, 
Steve shirt. Thank you, Steve. Steve Martin, the great Steve Martin. I got one of these shirts on the clearance rack for six bucks. And uh, also on the clearance rack were a number of Buzz City edition Jalen McDaniels jerseys. So if you're looking for one of them, I should have gotten it for you for Christmas. Now, the thing is, yes, people were going with that. I thought you were going to read my Cam Johnson tweet, Mm -hmm. which is honestly better. I didn't expect you to go worse than the Cam Johnson tweet where I said Brandon Miller is higher usage, worse finishing at the rim, but better shooting than triple Cam Johnson. Walker got lit up for that one. Walker got lit up. I was laughing at that one. They treated you like you were a a jar of grape jelly. (laughs) So they ate me on up. That's what happened. I was a bottle of smucker. Yum, 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 yum. You and your (laughs) subpartakes. Yes. Now, here's the thing, though. Uh, The the Cam Johnson tweet, while everybody was like, that's, that's a little rough, I wouldn't do that. Thing is, that was a historic shooting season, and this is what you're excited about with Brandon. The fact that all the advanced numbers show that he was in the 90th percentile with a variety of different shots, pull up, off screens, catch and shoot, unguarded. Those are going to be – I wonder if this is going to be something that he can help with right away or if we get caught up in the whole Malik Monk thing, right, where when he was drafted, okay. that was the thing about Malik was that he was going to be able to help right away where it took serious seasoning for him to be an impact player. Whereas Brandon, is this going to be someone that helps or are we going to hold it against him if he comes out and shoots 34 or less percent from three? That's what's going to be interesting to see with the reaction coming through this year. Okay, so with the number two overall pick, they went two-way play. They went length on the wing. They went, you know, for that, you know, traditional, what's become a traditional like super wing talent. Do you want them to double down in the rest of this draft? I mean, are you looking for similar players of Brandon Miller's ilk or build, or do you want them to explore other kind of player options? Well, I, if, if you're going with a different archetype, if you're trying to go in the backcourt now, Marcus Sasser has been someone that a lot of people have really liked with that 27 Sassy. pick, and maybe he falls a little bit more. So, that feels so he's going to be in that range. That feels high, honestly. You think 27 feels high for Sasser? Yeah, yes. maybe. I mean, well, yes. look at that point. There, there's so many different opinions where you're not going to get too crazy with these draft boards, it seems like. But Sasser could be anywhere from the 27 to 40 range and just all over the place within that range, it seems to me. So, yeah, maybe. The, the point being that the Hornets are going to have four chances to take them, right? Yeah. So we'll see if that happens. Um, somebody like a Colby Jones, just looking at the Hornets' workouts, I know he can shoot a little bit versatile there as well. Same with Julian Strother. So for me, what's interesting, maybe we didn't talk about it a ton, maybe as much as we should have, but Mitch Kupchak has told us how much he values the positional versatility all across the board. Yeah. And while Scoot is taller than what he was listed originally at 6'2", he is 6'4", he's not 6'9", he doesn't have the wingspan that Brandon Miller does. And you would say that you would see – you would sorry, somebody saying goodbye. So you would have somebody like kind of rolling bye. in from the 2 to 4 range. We know – yeah, Doug says bye. Doug says bye. Okay, sorry. Um, anyways, so yeah, you would have Brandon Miller through like the 2 to 4 range, whereas Scoot was pretty solidly going to be in the backcourt. And I do think Mitch Kupchak has valued that. Miles Bridges, P.J. Washington, LaMelo, backcourt player, but 6'7", right? You could envision him being this rangy type of basketball player. And so if you think of every single first-round pick outside of Mark Williams, who was pretty solidly stuck there at five, everyone else has positional versatility. Yeah, Yeah. that that, would be a good final question to end on, Walker. Like, what do you think – 
if you had to predict, I mean, what do you think tipped the scale here in Brandon Miller's favor? Because, I mean, according to Shams, it was close. According to Woj, Whew. they've known it, you know, uh, since Brandon Miller came out of the womb. You know, According to Mitch, apparently, Mitch during his presser said Brandon was the favorite all along. Yeah, real quick, Mitch said uh, favorite all along. Also, uh, they went back and forth, so go. <laughs> yeah. Great. By no, the way, perfect. shout out no, to – That's what it is. I have no clue. Yeah. Like, I, who knows? The odds were changing crazy. We had Shams come in. Yes, he works for FanDuel, but I, I hope – maybe this is a little naive of me. I hope that he's not so reckless where he would just completely fabricate. I, I, I hope that there was some voice in that organization somewhere saying, no, they are still considering Scoot. Well, and the thing is, too, they did bring Scoot in for a second workout. Yes. We've seen Mitch Kupchak, especially the Kai Jones example comes to mind where that was someone they liked. They brought him in for a second workout. They eventually traded up to go get him. So you know not only, yeah, James Booknight fell, maybe they didn't expect that, but they traded up to get Kai because they liked him so much. I believe 100% that Scoot was in this thing till very close to the end. Yeah. And Woj can say that it's always been Brandon. Right. But we also know from people that we trust out there in the world that these sources weren't coming from inside the house. These were coming from agents. These were coming from other people that might have some skin in the game as to who you want your team to draft. So I really do think that they were very undecided. I, I believe Mitch. Like, the thing about Mitch with this press availability stuff is, yeah, his messaging can be completely poor. But he tells the truth in a lot of yeah. scenarios, which is often a problem. But he's pretty damn truthful. And so I believe him when he said that we weren't really – uh, we didn't really have a decision finally made, and that's why I think we got all the rumors going back and forth, snip, snap, snip, snap, Michael uh, Scott style. Okay. By, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Now. By the way, Walker, do you want to know the funniest part about this whole thing is that they finally released the Brandon Miller uh, workout footage as soon as after the pick was that's made. That's it. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Now I'm done. Oh, I'm done. Gracious. Guess what? It's <laughs> phenomenal. Really? It's, 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 it's phenomenal. Is that anti-fan? How anti-fan is that, Doug? It's, it's trolling. Be the they are, they're trolling. <laughs> this is trolling. Like, shout out to them. They know. They're doing they, they know they're out the door. They're walking out the door and they're trolling. This is incredible. Hey, Walker, before you go, do you want to do an eBay Motors ad real quick? Do you, can you do it? <laughs> Uh, I, what can I do at the top of my head? Uh, I know you can get great FanDuel odds right now. I do know that well, you if you're Shams, your if you're Shams, you can definitely day. get great FanDuel odds. If you're Shams, <laughs> you can get. Uh, there, there was a there was a small snippet of the day, maybe like two hours, where you could get great odds on Brandon Miller being that second pick. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, guaranteed fit, whatever uh, yeah. eBay Motors, go check them out. They're great. The Brandon uh, Miller of, of eBay. Yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, Walker. It's going to be great. I'm getting, I'm, I think this is like, this is like when I took my daughter to, uh, to daycare for the first day. It didn't hit me at first, but when I got back home, it it hit me. It's starting to like just slowly, it's like the time that I ate that hot chip on the air. It didn't hit me immediately, (laughs) but when I started to try to break down a Miami Heat post game, Um, I thought I was going to die, and I chugged a whole thing of buttermilk. That's what I'm going through right now. It's just slowly hitting me what has occurred. Um, but Walker, we appreciate your insights. Uh, we'll, we'll see you in a few minutes. Uh, drinks are on you. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, where are we going, by the way? Did you want to tell the people? Spectrum then, Center, dude. Yeah, we're going to, yeah, we're going to Spectrum Center. That's right. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right, sounds good. I'll see you there, guys. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having me on. See you, buddy. Bye. Oh, we're not telling Walker where we're going. <laughs> oh, jeez. 
But still, wow. we, we will we will find a way to get his credit card. You, you, you know, there were out of the top five picks, there were four that were non-college USA picks. Mm-hmm. And the only there, one. There was one oh, that did go to college. Well, who made that pick? Oh, boy. Yeah. That, My, did Michael Jordan make that pick? So, 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 Doug, to your point, like, I, I think there is an adjustment going on. And I think, to me, the split this whole time evidenced that because you had so many guys um, in the NBA, supposedly, that had Miller – super high on their board or number yeah. two. And then you seem to have scouts, uh, draft uh, draft guys, uh, people in the media who had Scoot number two with a bullet. Um, mm-hmm. And so th- there seems to be some adjustment going on, and I just hope with the new leadership in place in Charlotte, they get some scouting, uh, get some development, get some weight training get some of that get new some new blood in the, thinking get in blood. the building yeah. because obviously to your point doug people are getting to the nba in other ways than college yep. and, and that's not going to stop um college basketball is you know in a yeah. bit of an upheaval uh nada you know more than anyone so people are still going to come from college obviously but they're going to have to get on board with this new wave and uh, you know we'll see how this works out certainly the scoot fans were more vocal than the Brandon Miller fans. And uh, we'll, we'll see how it plays out down the line. But I think that's a big piece of this. And I yeah. just don't know that they were ready to take that leap, you know, on, on I, a Julie guy. I will, I will, like, I hate being the defender of this, but nah, go ahead. the one thing I think we got to remember with all of this is the closest thing to an NBA pro offense that was run in college yep. was Alabama. Yep. And a lot of the concepts, a how lot many, of how many championships did Alabama win last year? Eh, I'll, give you SEC. I'll give you a hint. It was zero. They won the SEC championship. Well, national championships, the, the ones that matter. Conference championships don't matter. Well, it's like winning an Eastern Conference MVP. That doesn't matter. Well, it, it matters. It who matters a ring? little bit. But no. I do think that with the way that that team was built, the responsibilities that Brandon Miller was asked to do, I think we really do have to wonder if that is going to help him going forward. Now, Nate Oates knows nothing about structure from a personal and personal accountability standpoint, but the man can structure an offense. I think that part matters when we start talking about this. Yeah, uh, my, my, Michael Jordan and Mitch Kupchak have left the, the new owners quite oh, a bit of PR to clean up. Oh, yeah. I mean, they've got a tall task in front of them. Um, let, me, let me do some cleanup of my own. Got to tell you about eBay Motors. They they have been a part of our show for a long time. Supporting them means you're supporting the show. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and then look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. You know who was confident? Scoot Henderson. Scoot Henderson was confident. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, so... We're going to do a lot of reaction to everything that happens on draft night. 
uh, coming up over the next few days. I think Walker and I are going to huddle up tomorrow before I leave town and talk about everything that happened tonight. But I can't leave here without revealing uh, our, our 27 big board that I made you guys fill out. I, I don't want to... Yeah. I don't want to give you guys homework and not actually show this. So we can talk a little 27. We can talk a little sleeper second round. Let's go ahead and go to the screen share um, that we've set up here to reveal our number 27 big board. And you guys can give me the thumbs up when we have it. Um, the screen share. We'll, we'll show these names here. Yeah. Um, for number 27. We actually have some disagreement at the top of the big board. Okay, great. So um, um, let me just say that is in no particular order. Oh my God. <laughs> it's wow. a big board. How can it know it's wow. not this is not a charcuterie board. This is not a wow. sandwich board. Actually, no, we, I'm good with my one. I'm good with my uh, one. Yeah, I was about yeah, to say yeah. you should be good with your one. All right, you both Actually, boy, I am too. Well, no, you no, no, no. okay. Sorry, Doug. I interrupted you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go back. Go back. Well, you both agree on Dariq Whitehead as number one on your number twenty seven big board. Especially now. Why Dariq Whitehead? Because I think the one thing about him that I loved was that his jump shot was much improved from the from the high school stuff that we saw. He hit jumpers at a really good rate on a bad foot. Now, the thing that yeah. probably will give you a little bit of pause, he's not going to be ready for summer league. He might not be ready. He's a guy that's going to Greensboro. Do not collect, do not pass go, do not collect $200. But in terms of a player, he's a top 10. He was going to be a top 10 talent. The only reason that he's this far down is probably because of his foot. And I think that's the kind of open box special. If you're looking to fill out your wings with talented guys that you absolutely have to draft if they're that 27. Yeah, that's the big thing. I mean, the injury knocked him down for sure. Um, but I think to Nada's point, he probably won't be ready. But I think the Hornets can afford to deal with that, you know, to be honest with you. I mean, at this point, they can afford to add a guy that was a super high recruit and who can fill it up and just did not show enough at Duke. Now, that's a problem because if he didn't play much college, um, how would they know how he plays? Uh, so we'll have to see how that plays out. But uh, I think he would be a great addition if he's there at 27. I think that would, that's what, that's a swing. I mean, that's a swing you take on a guy who, if he's healthy, is going to be a huge piece. And that's really the call, right? Do you take a if you're going to make the 27th pick? Do you take a big swing or do you go with someone safer? You've got three sec, early second round picks that you could utilize as well. But honestly, I think whatever picks they end up using later in this draft. I don't think they should take a swing, and here's why. They've mm. taken a few over the past couple of years, and, you know, with, uh, I mean, Book Knight Vernon Carey. Vernon Carey. Well, well I'm, I mean, I'm thinking Kai Jones specifically. Yeah. That was a big swing, and so far it hasn't worked out. I think this team could stand to take some safer bets like a Strother. I don't think Jaime Hawkes is going to make it to 27, yeah. but he's at the top of my big board because it seems like the Heat want him. And I just think the Hornets should make a rule that if the Heat want a guy, you should just yeah. find a way to, to find the guy that the Heat want. Um, Omax Prosper is another guy, again, that I think – can you know obviously some questions around the shooting, but but you you just added Brandon Miller, the best shooter in the draft. So I think you could get a little safer, go with a guy in Omax Prosper who can give you a little bit more defense, but is I think one of the safer picks. You guys didn't have Chris Murray on no. your number twenty-seven. I don't big think board Chris Murray is getting there. You I don't think, think he's, he's getting past. I don't think he's past. Sacramento. Honestly. My big board is just a dream board. You know, it's just like, like one like, of those like vision boards. Like that's the thing. I don't think I don't think Chris Murray's there. Um, I do like your idea on number five. Use it to trade Terry. Yeah, yeah. That's on my that's, big board. Forget taking a player. Just package it. Yeah. 
Um, and, and I will be sad if they trade Terry Rozier. Let me make that clear because I loved watching Terry play. Um, I love Scary Terry. I love the Scary Terry shuffle, getting into the corner and knocking down a big three. He had an ex- I mean, several exciting – despite the struggles last season, he still accounted for a couple of wins and a couple of almost wins for the Charlotte Hornets last season, and it will be sad if they do move on from him because he was an exciting player to watch. Yeah, I think guys like Ben Shepard, Sasser, uh, Keontae George, especially now that they did not go yeah. with Scoot um, in the backcourt there, could be interesting – but yeah, Hami Hakia is just to have an adult in the room, right? I have think. have a guy, an emotionally mature rookie, yeah. to be in that room for the younger guys. That does make sense. I just want where are you guys at on Jordan Walsh, Arkansas guy? I think yeah. again, I think he is one of the better perimeter defenders in this draft. Comes out of the box, NBA caliber defender. I, the scoring is going to be an issue. But 27, we have to start assuming is Greensboro bound no matter what. It's going to be a hard, it's going to be a hard road to earn minutes with this team. So I'll tell you where I am on Jordan Walsh. Um, I've been watching Scoot Henderson highlights for the basketball. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> That's no, why I brought you on. That's I you're, the, you. you're the eye on basketball I, I think, podcast producer. I think he just missed my uh my big board here uh, at 27. It may have been an alphabetical thing, but he just missed it. Um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think uh, maybe looking for a little more um, upside or a little more offense, proven offense, offense yeah. at twenty-seven. But you know, uh, the end of this draft and like where this pick starts to the yeah. end of the second round, there's guys that could go. It seems like either spot. You so know what I mean, so, so David, I would ask place. you because I know you were at the um, what was it, the Jordan Classic last year? Yes. So Jet Howard or Keontae George, if they're there. Because as you get, we were there yeah, in the building, I have and, J- George. and Jet Howard was the best pro by far that night. I think Jet Howard is kind of underrated. Yeah, I think if you're going to double up on shooting, I think Jet Howard's a guy. If he's there, you absolutely have to draft. Okay, let's move on to some sleepers in the second round. Um, some of us didn't fill this whole thing out because yeah. we were watching Scoot Henderson highlights for a month. <laughs> I was Dave, watching Brandon, Brandon. I went all the way. I think I, I tried to add a line. David actually. overachieved here. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes. He okay, did. so uh, second round sleepers. David, we'll start with you since you filled the list out in its entirety. Terquavion Smith. Yes. NC State, what do you like? Uh, Farmville Central's own Terquavion Smith, North Carolina High School Player of the Year as a sophomore, I believe. Super streaky. Uh, you know, but a, but a shooter and can fill it up would have to fill out a little bit more too. But um, I, I was thinking maybe a book night replacement. But I think all of these guys, all of my guys here, yeah, are going to be two way. Doesn't it kind of feel like we may see book night find a new home tonight too? Mm. It kind of feels like that. Could be. Because especially, I would say he. It's the more picks they use, the more in danger he is. Yeah, because he he goes further down. Yeah. Uh, you know the the development slide. Um, you have um, Imani. Is it Emini or Imani Bates? Imani. Can we <laughs> yes. be honest about him uh, again? Can I? Can we be honest about? I know Imani the play. I mean, I, I'm familiar with the player's game. I, I mean, I he was supposed to be the next Kevin Durant, and all of a sudden wasn't. Yeah, and it, now, you know, he's a great offensive player. Can't play any defense that's at all. Pro- yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's he's smooth and can create offense, and that's about it. He might be on some of these big boards just on name alone. Is is it, crazy? It's, it yeah, it's it's kind of that. And also, if you think. Brandon Miller needs to gain weight. Yeah. Amani Bates is worse. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's a guy 
I would not be surprised if the Hornets brought in as one of those like undrafted free agents and shows up in Vegas. I think he's mm-hmm. gonna. He, I think he's gonna be on this roster. I just think it's either forty-one or he's not gonna get drafted and they sign him. I like Ryan Rupert if he makes it into that yeah. zone. If, if nobody takes a chance on him, he's a guy from the New Zealand Breakers. You know, going back to the well, they got Lamelo Ball. They they plucked him um, out of Australia. Why not go back uh, to the outback into that part of the world? Ryan Rupert's super lengthy, and another big that I like is Colin Castleton. I mean, the guy's just very he, uh, very body, strong shot blocker. Right, very good shot blocker. Body ready. Um, feels like. I know the percentages don't match up, but feels like a Walker Kessler light, you know? Yeah. I mean, but but it, but I just feel like his body is right. Like, if you needed a little bit of support, I said this earlier in the show, I think they still need to look at big, whether that's in free agency coming up. They need to shore that up because you're one injury away from finding yourself in the exact same position you've been in for the past decade, which is uh, nobody reliable down low. Yeah, that is... I think I agree with you on Colin Castleton, but I would also counter you with James Naji, who played for Barcelona this year. Also has a pro-ready body. Also has a ridiculously long wingspan. I think is one of those two guys. If they're there, because I do agree with you, I don't think Kai Jones is ready for center minutes. But if and if you're having, I don't think he's ever going to be ready for center minutes. Uh, Oh, one can hope. But the big thing about James Naji. Pro ready body has seen some pro minutes. I think he's going to slide in there regardless, and I think he's going to do very, very well. So James Naji is the guy, another guy, but you're probably going to have to draft him closer to the, use one of those earlier second rounders to get there. I think I just bagged my uh, production team there on the uh, screen share. I apologize. Oh boy. I apologize, Liz. I failed you. I told you you're the smartest, most talented person by default that has ever worked on the show, uh, and I just proved it to you there. Uh, so there's, there are our second-round sleepers. We got some uh, number 27 action. We'll find out what happens in this draft, and we're going uh, to do a show tomorrow to recap it all. Um, this has been fantastic, guys. I really appreciate you stepping in, helping us out. Final thoughts, going to toss it to each of you. Uh, wh- how are you feeling? Uh, how should Hornets fans be feeling? Are <laughs> Is it safe to go to Spectrum Center? <laughs> I mean, sadly, I don't think any of us are too surprised no. um, based on how things have gone in the past. Uh, I just think, you know, we talked about how much we saw out of the Scoot Henderson PR machine, the team that was doing so much messaging prior to the draft. The Hornets are going to have to kick that into overdrive a little yeah. bit, I think. Uh, and if for no other reason than to shield him a little bit, um, you know, hopefully Hornets fans will chill out and welcome this guy in, realize what he can bring to the table. Uh, well, hopefully, like, you know, by the time we get to, um, I don't know about tomorrow, but by the time we get to regular season, I do think he will make the team better. Uh, but I would like to see, for no other reason, Doug, and, and not at y'all's point, you know, do some fan-friendly stuff. Start speaking to the fans more. Let us know why this is going to be successful. Help him with that transition. Um, you know, as they do with any player, but but this is going to be one that's under the microscope for for a while, and I think they're going to keep an eye on Scoot, and um, you know, it, it's just going to be a period of transition, also, which is just a lot to undertake over the next yeah. season after we just had what basically amounted to 
um, you know, a, a, a gap year. So, <laughs> Nada, your Jed Howard dream just died. Died. <laughs> died. I mean, well, obviously, you just got proven right because there was some. Yeah. There was some NBA scouts that, that thought that, he was number eleven quality. Wow. I for uh, again, Jed Howard was the best pro I saw at at the Jordan Classic, and. I honestly was – his game is going to translate incredibly well, especially for those second-generation players. It's kind of why I like Keontae George. But as far as final thoughts for this Hornets team, the work has honestly just begun. I don't think taking the temperature of this team off of one draft pick is going to help. I do think – I think that Brandon Miller is going to essentially just start off probably on the negative – it's on him to have a great summer league. It's on him to have a great training camp. It's going to be on him to come out, come off the blocks firing. Because if not, this is going to get ugly very, very quickly. But at the same point, this roster still needs a lot of work. We still need centers. We still need a backup point guard. There's a lot of this work that still isn't done yet. And I want to see what this team is going to look like two, three weeks down the line and if they are really serious up there about getting to the playoffs, then I need you to show me the work because right now it does feel in- incomplete, and I know the draft isn't over, but at some point you got to start showing us the work in the good faith. Uh, you, you make an excellent point. Uh, this is only the beginning of this offseason. The Hornets do have a lot of work to do. They still need to make moves in the offseason to shore up uh, this roster if they really expect – to be uh, competitive for a playoff spot. Not a play-in spot, but a playoff spot. And and I think at this point, that's where fan expectations are. They're done with play-in. They're done with getting blown out in the play-in. They're done with draft picks that don't pan out. And and I I think it's going to be a little unfair for uh, Brandon Miller uh, because I think the, the amount of slack that the Hornets fans will cut him will be low. But look, you just got drafted number two overall. They just invested a lot in you. And this is a franchise in flux, but it is a franchise that isn't completely devoid of talent. He didn't just join the Detroit Pistons. He didn't just join the Houston Rockets. I mean, there is talent on this team. Some things have to come together. Uh, But, you know, if Brandon Miller comes in and impacts winning in a similar way that we saw LaMelo Ball impact winning, and there were a lot of people that questioned the LaMelo Ball pick. Yeah. He, he has his fan base, but there were a lot of people that were going, I don't know if this is going to work out. Look at that shot. I don't know if he can shoot. You know, there were a lot of questions. And LaMelo, while he didn't start immediately, he started to answer questions immediately, right? I mean, we saw it very quickly, like, oh, whoa, this guy, this guy jumps off the page. Can't, we shouldn't hold Brandon Miller to less of a standard than we held LaMelo Ball to. Absolutely he, not. No, he, he needs to – it doesn't mean he needs to be an all-star player's rookie year. It doesn't mean he needs to win rookie of the year like LaMelo did. But but it does mean that he needs to impact winning for the Charlotte Hornets mm-hmm. next season. I think that's the expectation. And and at this point, he's the pick and and I think Hornets fans you let look, you have to let <laughs> oh, no. you have to let oh, us no. scooters mourn for a little bit. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's you, time to come together. Yeah, it's exactly. Together. That's right. Exactly. We got it. We got to unite. We got to stop the violence. We got to stop the violence. But something that you just said, Doug, about expectations. Yeah. I'll be real with you. If if Brandon Miller isn't at least second all rookie next year, it's fair to start the questions. 
Well, it can't, and it can't be a Mark Williams situation where he's not playing for, yeah. you know, I mean, he's got, he has to be given the opportunity. Like injury, opportunity. injuries aside though, the, if he plays 60, 65 games and he's not at least second all rookie. Yo, how about a rising stars appearance? I mean, you know, well, I think, I think that's honestly, I think that's probably given. <laughs> I think that's given. Yeah. I do think that's given, but I do think that if Brandon Miller doesn't do that, I think it's fair to open to release the hounds. All right. Well, um, this has been an amazing show. I really appreciate everyone that was on the chat and you guys, I mean, you just really came in and lit it up. There's a lot of emotion in this chat right now. Some of the words that have been shared in this chat, um, I can't share, uh, or, you know, I I'm have almost to, afraid to look at this. Yeah. We'll lose some, uh, the ability to sponsor this show. I think there's a lot of emotion right now. We'll see how this draft develops. I mean, I think, you know, if they make a significant trade, if they make a significant trade that fans feel like is a positive move for the organization overall, at least from either from a contract money freeing perspective that mm -hmm. a new ownership group could come in and take advantage of, or from a talent perspective, if they add serious talent, you know, with some kind of trade, I think that will color this draft yeah. in a way that if they do nothing, which has been the norm in terms of their ability to trade, you know, then I then I think it's going to be even more of a spotlight put on this number two overall selection. But we've got a lot more to say. Uh, Walker will rejoin me tomorrow. Thanks so much to David Walker, to Nada Edwards, to the amazing crew here at Everybody Studios. One more time, if you want to book that consult, uh, make sure you head on over to everybodystudios.com. That's E-V-R-Y-B-D-Y studios.com. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in uh, for David and for Nada and for Nick Carboni and for Walker. I'm Doug Branson saying go Hornets, go America. We'll all get through this together. <laughs> Let's swarm Charlotte.